<laughs> Welcome to the CND podcast. Uh, I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan, and I think I just did the 10 minute monologue. I'm so sorry. No, that was cool. I actually, I, I uh, for the for li- listeners um, who are coming into the show, right before we started this podcast, Dylan did 10 minutes on the movie Soul. Maybe we'll keep it in, maybe we won't. <laughs> If we do keep it in, you'll probably hear it later on or at a different uh, time. <laughs> but it was actually you can actually go to our Patreon. Uh, just kidding, we don't have a Patreon oh, yet. Like a meta Patreon? No, not yet. We're not there yet. Um, but this is the C and D pod, and the we're coming off a Wolves win. Dylan and I are both feeling good. We're drinking in celebration for the first time in a long time. I'm going back to work tomorrow in person. I work at an elementary school, and we're we're That's going back tomorrow. <laughs> fucking tomorrow! Holy shit, Minnesota! Get your fucking act together. Are you kidding Yo. me? It's February. so fucked up. So I'm I'm gonna do a, a little mini rant. So we're, we have a week. This week is going to be just teachers to like get our shit together, and then uh, high five in kindergarten, come back, and then two days later, first and second come back, and then two weeks after that, third through fifth come back. And are they, are they like split? Is it like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you have kindergartners? No, but families could opt in or out of in-person learning. So there will be some teachers who are continuing distance learning and kids staying at home. But the thing is, we cut each grade has one or two distance learning teachers, but only 50% of the students are coming back. There's distance learning teachers whose class size could maybe like close to double because of the numbers of students who are not returning to in-person learning. There are students who are getting a, a new teacher starting next week. We all got the opportunity to get the first round of vaccination if we if we got in in time, like we had to respond in time. And most, like, I think they said oh, something like, eight. yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Um So Did you get in? I got in. I got my first dose. What? Uh, you never even told me this. This is fucking congratulations. I want to play some congratulations music right now. Thank you. Thank you. I got my first dose. I The thing is, there's no follow-up. There hasn't been any follow-up communication about a second dose. <laughs> Can you check my dad that you're, like, cool? Like, I got the first dose. I'm cool. I'm just kidding. My dad is getting it. My mom is the one who's kind of, like, uh, on the edge about it. But, like, uh, uh, why are people? Uh, I just don't know. You saw in, in L.A. today. Or was it yesterday that the protesters shut down the vaccination site for like an hour? No, I did not see that. I'm yeah, they rolled up their cars and blocked the entry into Dodger Stadium parking lot, and were like, "No, don't get vaccinated." And what the they shut fuck? it they shut it down for a whole hour. Chalanga, how many people have you been able to impregnate some women since then? Like, let's just verify right now because we need to know if you're sterile or not. Uh, it's been I I'm admit it. You've impregnated several women. Yes, I've impregnated several women. Thank no, God. I'm, the vaccine's safe, everyone. Chalanga's got seven babies and I'm six actually, baby mamas. I'm celibate, and it's not by choice, and I'm not happy about it. I feel like a, a beta cuck with all these chads taking all these beautiful <laughs> girls from me. Um, <laughs> Chalanga's considering incelship. Um, no, but, uh, you know, I'm just... There hasn't been communication about the second dose, and the first dose was kind of a surprise, and so... I, the whole vaccination rollout has been a mess everywhere and especially California. Yeah. I'm just, I'm concerned for children's families, for teachers. You know, there's this, there's this myth out there that children don't spread COVID, but the, <laughs> there's the, they don't get, that, they don't necessarily get symptoms, but they spread the shit. They spread it. They spread it like crazy. And granted, like research does suggest that like, folks spread within their age group most often but i don't know if that's like a false correlation or what like i don't i'm i I just don't know and it's going to be super hard to enforce distancing with children it's going to make my job really hard because like i I don't know how you do behavior work when you can't have any sort of physical connection or touch or you can't move a student from one space to another space like it's just like i don't know it's going to be a mess and i'm not excited for it but (sighs) The Timberwolves won, so we can be happy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get into some real stupid news. One of these days, Shuli is going to have a little drop for that. I can't wait. 
Honestly, Shuli has told me, by the way, that she is so excited for us to get on Twitch because she's going to come on as characters. Oh, yeah. That, I love that. I want that. Cool. Uh, our first piece of real stupid news is <sighs> Draymond and Clay call out Rodney Magruder for walking after after the game, after the Pistons and, and, and uh, Warriors game. The other day, Rodney Magruder walked up to Juan Toscano-Anderson to confront him about something that he had said about Wayne Ellington earlier in the game. So, first of all, it starts out with some really stupid, petty-ass drama. Then, Clay was uh, being one of the player announcers that they've been doing this year. You've seen that, right? Yes, I, I saw that when they were playing the Timberwolves. It was uh, Kevon Looney. Yes, and here is what Clay said. I don't know. This dude might be out of the league soon. And he's talking about Rodney Magruder here. He's probably mad about that. Who knows? Over here trying to start something like he's a good player or something. Then in the locker or in the postgame interview, Draymond Green says, and I quote, I was in the locker room, but apparently he was taking up for Wayne Ellington. When the fuck did Rodney Magruder become the tough guy on, on the team? Oh, no, everybody in the league tough these days. It's crazy. I've seen a lot of tough guys this year. I don't understand it. And don't nobody do anything. Like, if you really wanted to do something, you could have done it. Fucking over there talking shit like he's the team tough guy. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I love Chalker, first of all. <laughs> Thank you so much for act- getting actual quotes, getting, like, actually doing the research on real stupid news. I know it's <laughs> stupid, but the listeners love it. They need to hear yeah. all the dirty deets. And... I got to say for myself, I'm going to just defend the Pistons for a second. I knew that Wayne Ellington and Rodney Magruder were in the NBA, like before we started having this conversation, but Juan Toscano Anderson, like who the (laughs) fuck is Juan Toscano Anderson? Like they're defending, like, I didn't know Rodney Magruder was going to be in the league anymore. Like Juan Toscano Anderson is on his fucking way out as well. So let's just be honest here. Yeah, the Warriors have have more fringe NBA players than any team in the league. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so you can't make fun of fucking Rodney Magruder. Like, Rodney Magruder has been playing for a couple years. He's not good. Like, you're right, Draymond Green. But at the same time, Juan Toscano Anderson isn't someone to fucking defend. Yo, I, and, and you made this point about Shaq the other week about punching down. This is, like, really punching down. Oh, duh. It's just like, yo, Clay and Dre, you're Hall of Famers. You do not need to make fun of someone for being out of a job soon. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Come on. Let's socialize the NBA. We need all these Even though guys. What? We do that all the time. But I would never make fun of one of my coworkers for being punch- out of a job soon. Yeah, I don't punch down. I punch up. Any NBA player is punching up. Let's be honest. To us. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I is there any NBA player like even Jordan McLaughlin is making six times what either of us make? Um, one time I did. I was having a conversation with my brother and his friend Parker, and his friend Parker was like, "Yeah, I saw Justin Patton one time just walking around Calhoun," and I was like, "I I literally think that Theo, my brother, is more famous in Minneapolis than Justin Patton is." <laughs> like, that's fair. <laughs> um. Anyway, this was really stupid, and I hope the next time the Pistons and the Warriors play, if they even play again this season, um, there's some beef. I hope Blake Griffin gets all tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh, in other news, the Nets, Sixers, and Celtics have been engaged in trade talks for JJ Redick. What do you think, though? Which which teams fucking getting JJ Redick, Chalanga? I look. The Nets don't need J.J. Redick. That seems redundant. Uh, I, I don't even know who they trade for J.J. The Sixers have Steph Curry, and they tried it with J.J. And, like, wh- why are you trying to re- retread this? That doesn't work. So, like, the only team that really makes sense is the Celtics because they've got a slew of young guys that aren't very good and uh, a desperate need for some legitimate NBA depth. So, I feel I like could, the Celtics. It's got to be the Celtics because J.J. Redick said the C-H word. And the Celtics are known for having a racist fan base. So he's going to the Boston Celtics, baby. Yeah, it's stupid. In other news, Nets news, the Nets sign Iman Shumpert. Oh, 
Iman Shumpert looked pretty good in some off-season workouts. We saw that off-season workout this season. What was it? It was a Michael Beasley, maybe. Thing. It was Michael Beasley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Iman was Iman was in one of those runs for sure. Iman Shumpert is the king of looking good for five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's perfect for an Instagram story. Like you, like fifty-nine seconds is the length of an Instagram post. So Iman, but you, he does he does really fit that Nets cool guy culture. So that makes sense to me because like the Nets, for some reason, are obsessed with only having guys that are too cool for school and guys who are like, they don't care about the defensive end. So let's be honest. They got rid of like, well, they got rid of their, some of their best defenders in uh, Jared Allen and Karis Levert is a pretty good two-way player. So I'm so sorry. I said too cool school. That fucking sucked. Don't, (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. Also prayers up to Karis Levert. Um, had oh that cancerous God. mass on his kidney. This is not stupid. This is serious. He had that cancerous he, mass on his kidney, and and he had surgery to have it removed. And he got it removed, evidently. Yes, yes, he did. So that's Hopefully, really good. Can he play this year? Do you know? Have you heard about whether he can play again this year? I I have no idea. Yeah, I just prayers up to him. You know whether he can play this year or not. The Pacers team should stay relatively the same moving into next year. So. They'll have a nice fresh restart. Okay. Um, gosh, Dylan, what a great segment. Oh. That was just so funny. <laughs> you made so many good jokes. Um, we're going to welcome in our guests tonight from the land of 10,000 Takes podcast. We have Maggie Schultz and Patrick Fenelon. Welcome to the Hello. CND pod, y'all. Hey. Hi, thank you for having us. Yay. Yeah, we have we are in a process of inviting all of our favorite Timberwolves Twitter people onto the podcast. And we were so overjoyed when you agreed to be uh guests with us today. Dylan, do you have anything to say? I'm just so excited to have you guys on. You guys have been like stalwarts in the Timberwolves podcasting community. Like we we found you guys right when we first started and and have been listening to you guys. We love that you guys have been keeping going even though you're not able to record in bars anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's been weird. I think a dynamic Maggie and I have is that we play off each other in person pretty well. Uh and so mm-hmm. it's been it's been an adjustment. So it it is tough. Chalanga and I work a lot better in person as well, but we're one billion miles away. So I'm in Los Angeles, by the way. Hey, so you're you're in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I very much like judging Patrick in public or in like face to face a little. Lot more. Oh yeah, it's way better. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you guys could not have come on a a better week because we are coming fresh off of the first Timberwolves win in what feels like an eternity. The Timberwolves beat Cleveland Cavaliers 109 to 104. I guess let's start. Let's talk about Anthony Edwards. We'll start with Maggie. What were your thoughts on Ant this game? Uh, I love him. I'm so excited that we have him. He just seems to be getting better and better, and I love him. <laughs> he, I love his... Uh... Hit, what is it? he's second in the league in ISOs uh, going to this game? I think is what I read, and yeah, I love that fact about. Um, I get very annoyed when he does step. Basically, whenever he does a step back, um, I just want him catching and shooting and running and going downhill. But he was just on fire tonight, and it didn't matter if he did anything stupid, and it was great. He's going to be so good if he if he can figure it out. He'll be a tier one superstar. Like they don't make guys with his build pretty much ever like they're that rare you don't like like he's as much of a bowling ball as freak well he's plays a different position than he than wade but like he's that much of a bowling ball going down like going downhill or james like, harden he's he's more no he's he's thicker than james harden he's as thick as uh oh, i think that <laughs> they did a height fat <laughs> no they did a height they did a height and weight uh thing uh and the player that best suits up with him is uh, pj tucker that's how big he is oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. so he's like he's a bowling ball like i don't know how you defend that (laughs) i read an article on zone coverage a couple months ago like at the beginning of the season and before we had he played maybe even many preseason games and i was saying that i wanted anthony edwards to be the starting power forward because he's actually like he is that pj tucker kind of like build in a sense. And I mean, he's, he's just not going to be bullied 
in the paint at all against almost any player in the NBA already. And it's just going to be exciting to see like how he can grow because as we all know, like he is a lifting gym rat and uh, his body already looks like, yes, he has the same type of weight as James Harden, but he is just in so much better shape than James Harden. too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like that, that dunk that he had against Golden State was out of this world like i've never seen wiggins even do a dunk in game that looked like that maybe zach levine but that's about it in the timberwolves uniform poor wiggins he's just doing but he lost a dunk contest once in toronto and he never really showed off exactly <laughs> what he could do in person or in a dunk contest ever again <laughs> like what close at least at some point in time i don't know have i repressed all my andrew wiggins memories I mean, I drink a lot, so yeah, I have. So <laughs> he had, he had, <laughs> he definitely had a, a really amazing one over Rudy Gobert. That's like, oh yeah, his rookie that's year, the yeah, one. That yeah, was he just true, was yeah. hunting those for, the, for that whole game. That yeah. was great. He had two in that game. I remember that. <laughs> Um, I guess here's kind of the conversation I want to have because I, I think the most interesting thing about the Wolves right now is that because of injuries and COVID stuff the youth movement of the Timberwolves has sort of been pushed to the forefront. Uh, I think the idea was more at the beginning of the season to try to win some games with these veteran players and, and you know, a more traditional lineup with Juancho Hernan Gomez at the four, blah, 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 whatever. But the young players are are really showing out and, and showing that they look like at least NBA rotational players. So I guess I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the young players in general and like the direction of this team moving forward. In particular, if you can say anything good about Jaden McDaniels, we would accept that as a good answer. Yeah, good. He played basketball. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about Jalen. So, Oh yeah. The, um, well, with Jaden McDaniels, I guess like his hands are really impressive and his positional defense is really surprising based on like everything I heard about him coming out of college where just these red flags coming up, not ready, not ready, not ready, not ready. Then he comes in, he's got this silky stroke, knows where to be. And, uh, you know, he's got really, he's get, he gets into passing lanes. The problem, he's just like skinny as hell. Like that's kind of like the only thing where, uh, you know, he, there are things that every rookie will screw up and he's done that, but he, his ceiling's really freaking high. And I don't know how we came away with that dude. He's if good. He, <laughs> if he can, if he can only, he did get a little bit into foul trouble tonight. I mean, just because he didn't play very many minutes. I think he had three or four fouls, though, like very quickly in succession. But if he yeah. can learn how to play clean really well, I mean, the sky is the damn limit for that kid. He is so, so good. He is my favorite player to watch on the Timberwolves by a considerable margin. I think he's probably the best three-point shooter on the team other than Malik Beasley. Threesley, baby! Oh, <laughs> Maggie, you said you like Jalen Noel, right? You're you're really yeah. excited about him. I am. Yeah, I think he had a fairly good game tonight. Even though I guess that's my expectations are fairly low for him and everyone. So he went six of thirteen. He had thirteen points. Uh, he had one assist, no rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> but most importantly, he just provides so much length for the Timberwolves. That I know, I know. Okay, you guys might be Jordan McLaughlin fans, like stands. We we literally wearing a Jordan. McLaughlin oh my god! Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, on this podcast, um, we are not. We're not. We're not Jordan McLaughlin haters. Jordan McLaughlin did a really nice cameo for me. My girlfriend bought me a Jordan McLaughlin cameo for my birthday. It was very yes. sweet, and he did a great job. And it was like we're gonna like for some reason. Chalenga also got one for his birthday last year, and uh, Josh Kogi was like, "I'll come on the pod." And then, and then uh, Jordan McLaughlin's like, "I need to come on the pod." And then it's just like, obviously, they're not going to come on the podcast. But we didn't Jordan take advantage might. of it. We should have reached might. out. <laughs> Jordan might. That's true. Yeah, we, he might. <laughs> yeah, we, he might. He might only cost one cameo for the for a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, overall on this podcast, yes, we love Jordan. We love Jordan McLaughlin. We love him, of course. But I do think that Jalen Noel is a better match for this team because there is so much at the point guard position. Like, get your minds 
off of the Ricky Rubio should be on the bench and Jordan McLaughlin should be playing. Like that's never, ever, ever, ever going to happen in any situation. Like Ricky Rubio, I know he hasn't looked good. I still truly believe he's, he's playing himself into shape and I'm not like a big Ricky Rubio believer myself, but he is like, I mean, I'm not a believer in, in the sense that I don't think Ricky Rubio is going to make a lot of difference in on like a really good team. But on a, on a team that wants to compete for the playoffs, I do think he can still be a solid, a really quality fourth, fifth guy. Here's the real thing. Here's the real thing. We've seen so far this year that Ricky Rubio does not play well with another point guard on the court. Ricky True. Rubio needs to have the ball in his hands, controlling the offense, surrounded by scoring. Jalen Noel is a pure shooter. He he can just score and put the ball in the bucket. Jordan McLaughlin, he's got an okay shot, but he also kind of needs the ball in his hands to create blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I think w- whatever it is, Rubio's got to have the shooters around him. Go ahead, Patrick. My question with Rubio, and I fucking hate to say this, I'm the guy that has had the Ricky Rubio avatar since 2013, uh, <laughs> and, um, is that... Rubio making 15 million this year. Is he going to be on the team next year? Are they going to trade him at some point? Are they yeah, going? And at that point, yeah. is is that where McLaughlin comes in and makes a difference? And I hate to say that, but like, I think that might be the plan. That's a great, he's a great salary. Exactly. Yeah. I think so, that would match really well. We, we and, did. Um, You've, have you seen, you've seen the Ben Simmons trade, all of those uh, amalgamations that have been around the internet where, uh, ben Simmons comes to to the Timberwolves and Bradley Beal goes to the 76ers and then we send Rubio and a bunch of uh, assets to the Wizards. I mean, he's he's exactly I mean, perfect. I don't know why the Wizards would do that, but I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, okay. I mean, the Timberwolves first round picks are very valuable. That's the thing. That's sure. why you wouldn't go for a 76ers first round pick is because like obviously those 76ers first round picks are not going to be valuable in, until that team is blown up. But a, a Timberwolves first round pick is valuable until it's always, valuable. <laughs> it's always, it's always worth a lot. <laughs> Basketball Bitcoin. <laughs> Basketball Bitcoin. My thing about Ricky Rubio, it Rubio. stocks. <laughs> Start Rubio coin. Uh, <laughs> yes. Do it. Get sued for point zero 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 one dollars by Ricky Rubio's team. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you just have to say it, it's satire and you're making fun of him and it's fine, right? Because I, I, I never say that. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan for you did that. Some he's like, yeah, but it's sat. He's like, uh, dumb Starbucks. And they, someone sued him over one of the things that he was doing. He's like, no, but it was satirical, so it works. And then he actually couldn't get sued over it. <laughs> but back to basketball. Uh, my point on Ricky Rubio is, as far as like a, a trade piece, my 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 big curiosity is like what is the value in ricky rubio because he's got he's his contract runs through next season correct no i thought he was an expiring yeah he will be an expiring next year oh next year he'll be the expiring yeah yeah and so like i i I just i think it's going to be a little tricky but i mean James Johnson isn't any more appealing. And at least with Ricky Rubio, you get someone who isn't a psycho and someone who can be, you know, a leader on the team. So, yeah, it's interesting. We'll, we'll see what Rosas does. Need a psycho. <laughs> well, yeah, we do love Malik Beasley. Come on. My biggest thing with Ricky is I guess I want him on the team so much for mentorship. But again, how much is that worth in dollars? I don't really know. If he's if he's signed through next year, if he's signed through next year, then the trade probably doesn't happen until the All Star break of next year, probably. If, if I were to guess, I mean, then a, a year and a half good enough for mentorship, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I, in that case, I would ha- keep McLaughlin around. I'm just looking up Rubio's so, contract right now. Yeah, so like we, he'll be so dirty. Like McLaughlin, even he's he's still a restricted free agent after this season, despite like what all the weird things that happened uh, and his contract holdout, et cetera. Uh, so they'll be able to match McLaughlin no matter what. And McLaughlin is going to get a minimum, NBA minimum deal out of this, probably. Uh, so, and he's back and he's definitely worth one. So that's probably what they're going to end up doing. I think I get the McLaughlin love. I didn't get it before this season. And the only reason I didn't get it and I'm still wary of it is only because of his length. Like he is five foot. 
10 flat footed on a good day. Maybe, you know, he is small. He is so small. And at the rim, he has looked okay sometimes, but especially when we're, you're playing against a good rim protector, it's tough. It's just tough to be that small on an NBA basketball court. And so I like long-term would worry about that. But in particular, like we have seen that with Shabazz Napier and uh, Shabazz Napier, sorry. And with other really small guys getting like Isaiah Thomas looked awesome with the, with the Celtics. But the reason why they got off of Thomas partially is because they wanted to be able to switch one to five. And it's not offensively that I'm worried about Jordan McLaughlin. Uh, I'm mostly worried about Jordan McLaughlin defensively being able to, to play in a modern NBA defense where switching is so important. I know that we're playing zone right now, but eventually like the, the, I know it's so, it looks so bad right now, but it looked good in the fourth. We looked pretty good in the fourth. Uh, (laughs) You know, well, the Cavs basically play a 1994 style of offense. So playing zone works pretty well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think that, well, I know the switching is important, but they're going to be playing mostly drop coverage in the future, aren't they? And that's kind of, which is the same kind of. It's the I same system that's allowed Portland to get away with it for for this entire time. I get that. I just don't want that at all. Like Cat, <laughs> the reason we have Cat and the reason why we play that like the system of this unicorn system, like space and space, is so that Cat, not that he can switch on to these guys. Like I don't necessarily want to have the switch every time, but so that if that happens, we're not totally screwed. Yeah, and, well, no, well, cat, a cat is at his worst defensively when he's switching onto smaller guys. Like he, not against, not against Steph Curry, two thousand sixteen. One play, he, he's worse against wings that are trying to drive on him. But when he's he can smother smaller players, it's weird. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. I want to talk D'Angelo Russell because I have I have big feelings about D'Angelo Russell. Um, are they are they good or bad big feelings? very negative you know i don't i don't i don't want to put a um like a judgment on them they're just big um no (laughs) i don't want to garnish his feelings uh (laughs) i think that he is he is bad for this basketball team I, I think is 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 the bottom line and I, I don't like his game and watching him makes me really stressed out and annoyed <laughs> he's bad for any basketball team though do you think it would be different if cat was playing has been playing the whole time everything think? would be different if cat was playing that's kind of the thing um okay but it would it would hide delo and his deloness well that was kind of the thing when delo was good in brooklyn he was more of a cog in a machine and that kind of allowed him to just like he would do his weird D'Lo stuff and it would come out of nowhere and he'd get these clean looks off a lot better. And you just don't with when he's trying to be the lead guy though, he's just, it's just like trying to have like making Lou Williams, your head guy. And it just is like, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's an incredible point. Like, I think that D'Lo needs to be on a pretty short leash as far as what he's can get away with offensively. And right now, I mean, it's the D'Lo show. And yep. uh, the D'Lo show is either unbelievable or unbelievably bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> like tonight, tonight he was at, he made two or three threes in the fourth that kind of sealed the game for us. And and, and he also it, missed a bunch of exactly uh, break threes. <laughs> like yeah, that was bad. The, it was bad. It was weird. What yeah. a dumb what a dumb fourth quarter. That was so dumb. I knew it would be that dumb. But I did not expect it to be that dumb. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the two dumbest the teams in the NBA matched up against each other. It's all it's, it's always an experience watching them. Like, yeah, good or bad. So at at five and fifteen, wh- where do you see the season going from here? Like I said, we're a quarter of the way through the season. What are you hoping for? What do you want to see? I, you know, I think the playoffs are probably out of the question, but maybe oh, you think different. Nope. Finals uh, appearance. Mm-mm. Oh. Nope. <laughs> you hear that, Chalanga? I hear some wind howling. Uh-oh. That's freezing a freezing cold take to the north. <laughs> There's a like two percent chance of this happening, but if they go on on like uh, like the Jazz just went on like a ten game winning streak, I'm not. I'm just saying because they and they looked freaking terrible for about three games. There's like a 2% chance of that happening. And if that doesn't happen, yeah, there's no chance. It's lower. 
What, well, 2%? Okay. Like, like 98, 98% missing the playoffs. Okay, I'm sorry. Boom. <laughs> well, Patrick, what do, you, what do you want to see? What do you want out of this team? Like, what, what is your... I mean, at this point, nothing has gone according to plan. But, like, what are some things that, if they happen, you would feel like this season wasn't a complete loss? Uh, aside from winning, uh, getting that 40% uh, chance at, like, if they finished with the worst record and having the 40% odds to get their own pick back this year, aside from that, uh, it would be it would be just watching a lot of, like, two of these young players kind of come into their own and look like they're, you know, something really pretty talented and those would probably be Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards. That would be pretty huge uh, going forward. If, you know, if both, if Edwards looks like a stud by the end of this year and Jaden McDaniels look like he's, you know, a starting caliber player, that would be huge. Um, For me, it's a matter of when, not if baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maggie, what do you want to see out of this season? Freaky to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we showered with praise um i guess individually i would like to see anthony edwards get rookie of the year uh team wise i don't know my expectations are always so low for them no matter what it doesn't really matter i just don't want to be the worst team i guess that's that's where the bar is for them now <laughs> The second or third worst team, just so that the Wolves can have the highest chances of keeping their pick. I mean, I don't know. I also have a very cynical view of us actually keeping the pick because it would go to the Warriors, so I can't imagine that it's actually going to happen. But True. Yeah, there's an inside. There's an, some insider trading going on. We we know Adam Silver is uh he's he's not on the up and up. <laughs> you know the positive news. <laughs> Is that even if the Wolves don't keep their pick, I think the young players in this team are better than anyone expected at the beginning of this season. Um, at least ben, much better than I expected at the beginning of the season. Um, do you think that's because of they have minutes because of everything that's happened to the team? Oh, they de- they definitely would not. Jaden McDaniels and uh, Vanderbilt, or people like players like and uh, Noel would definitely not have gotten minutes if things have gone according to plan, not at all. So yeah, like McDaniels especially is the guy that's benefited the most from it because I didn't. The way he came out was like the, he was billed as just like this guy who wasn't re- NBA ready in any way, but he's got like all all this potential. And he's just coming in and be like, no, no, I'm good. I'm NBA ready. And so I don't know what the, what happened to him in college. Like, I don't you get can any. Say fuck. You can say fuck on this. We encourage it actually. <laughs> fuck, but, fuck. I, but I don't understand what the fuck happened to him in college. Like, what? Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> hey, <laughs> saved it. <laughs> well, I I watched a lot of Jordan McDaniel or J- Jordan Jordan. Jayden I watched McDaniel. a lot of Jordan McDaniel. Shut the fuck up! I watched, I watched a lot of for six months <laughs> during lockdown. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? Why are the Wolves drafting Jordan McDaniel's out of like <laughs> Croatia, Colorado, oh. like? Um, but no, uh. Jaden McDaniels in college, I think, you know, his big thing was that he had an incredibly long leash offensively and he took a lot of really shitty shots. And so his his percentages and his, like the idea of him was low because he was put in situations that were out of his league. I mean, he put himself in situations that were out of his league. And he also was like, he was very emotional. His The Washington team was bad. And he like led the nation in in uh, technical fouls called against him. Uh, See, I just because like of like, Yeah, me too. I, it's dope as hell. But um, it lowered his stock hella. So as a quick aside, I just want to talk about, there are way too many J names on this team. Like we got to <laughs> deal with Josh, Jarrett, Jalen, Jaden, Jordan, how many J's like Jake? How many J's do I have to remember in on one NBA team? Anthony, uh, yeah, okay. Anthony Char- yeah, Yarl, Yarl Anthony Towns, yeah. Oh yeah, Yarl. <laughs> like Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god, that's okay. Skyrim name. Uh <laughs> Let's uh let's finish up with our game. So I, I like to play in or out. So I ask about a player on the Wolves or, or someone associated with the Wolves and you say whether you're in on them or out on them. But Dylan said, that's stupid and I hate you. So <laughs> instead, who wants play- to just be like, this isn't this isn't some stupid ESPN, the jump game where they do like they do the poop emoji. They're like, oh, is this a poop emoji? You know, like, come on. We're higher I mean- brow than that. We could compromise and just play a shortened version of In or Out. Well, here's here's what we do. We play C or D, uh, Chalanga or Dylan, or as I like to call it, cool or dumb. So I'm going to say someone what associated. Wait, what? Why is the D dumb? Chalanga, you need to change this. D should be like dominant or like, I don't know, dynamite. Dynamite, Dylan, you know? Uh, dumb sounds good. So I'm going to say someone associated with the Timberwolves, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to direct each of you, and you're going to say in or out. I'm going to ask some follow up questions. Feel free to elaborate. We'll start with you, Maggie. The first person, are you C or D on Gerson Rosas? Uh, still C, but it, C. it's very very close to the uh... <gasps> cool, but close C double C. Yeah. Matt, can I ask what's doing it for? Like, what's bringing you to the line of being out on Rosas? It's probably all on me and my cynicism about the Timberwolves. I mean, clearly he has done a good job of putting a lot of things together for us. He did give us a lot of J names, though, and that's completely on him. (laughs) Yeah, that is on him. You know, he he doesn't he speaks uh, Spanish, too. So I think he didn't really think about the the J's as much or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I think, Maggie, that's normal uh, Timberwolves fan. behavior so that's fine uh patrick ricky rubio are you c or d i will always be c on ricky rubio he's always i mean that's not even fair like i mean look i love that dude so much just everything about him he started the season rough and that's uh everyone's fault but his in my opinion and yeah like he can do no wrong and i adore him like that's basically how i feel about him Speaking of Ricky Rubio, I had to go way back into my Spanish days to remember that J in Spanish is Jota. Yeah. Sorry. I that's why I just randomly said Jota. I was thinking about like what's J in Spanish? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm glad we all had the same education. All went to school in, in Minnesota in the in the Minneapolis metro area. I assume George Orwell, 1993. Holy shit. <laughs> that was fucked up, Dylan. Maggie, uh, are you C or D on <laughs> uh, and of course I wrote this before he had the best game of his career. Anthony Edwards as a starter, C or D? D. Yeah, D. all the way. Let's no go. follow-ups there. No. <laughs> Let's fucking see where that takes us and go. Let's get rowdy, man. Like, just imagine him getting on a hot streak. Like, you won't be able, like, to stop that man. And I'm just so excited to see it. See. I know. It's got me feeling really good. Like a game, like a multi-game hot streak. That would be insane. Uh, But, yeah, if he's going to become a star, that's what needs to happen. Like, man, tonight was fun. (laughs) Jeez. So for him to become a star, he has to do well, is what you're saying, Patrick. Yes, he has to be consistently good. Yes, If there's one thing I know about basketball, is that you have to be good if you want to be good. Uh, <laughs> Just imagining Ryan Saunders doing the speech of like the rim out there, still ten feet high. You can beat these guys. I promise. Uh, that is a perfect transition because. Patrick, for you, your C or D is Ryan Saunders. I don't know what to make of this because you could fire him and it won't make a difference. You could also do better than him, but also like Vanderpool's defensive improvements haven't been good enough, and that's the guy who would get the job. So David Vanderpool doesn't even know who's on the Timberwolves right now. Did you see he had his hands around Larry Nance Jr.? That was fucking hilarious. Just Larry Nance hanging out in the fucking huddle. Like, what the fuck? Like, Maybe they're trying to tell us something. Yeah. Larry Nance uh, Larry just being like, yes, I, yeah. Be a Timberwolf. Yeah. I, Larry Nance is probably a huge Prince fan because of his dad, and uh, who I assume was a big Prince fan. And that's all there is to it. 
I did tweet from the account that this is Larry Nance for Jarrett Culver confirmed. They didn't even know who was on the team. They're like, oh, yeah, Larry Nance Jr. is on this team. Oh, no, the trade's not going down for another couple of weeks. That uh, Jarrett Culver would be an equally tough senior team, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I guess I'd keep him. If, whatever Cat wants, that is my opinion. Whoever Cat wants to keep as the head coach. He has a relationship with Ryan Saunders. That's all I, that's all I care about, really. Ooh, uh, Patrick Fenlon, the cat simp. Yeah, yes, yes, he's good at basketball. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I will simp for the guy who's good at who's good at the basketball game. Yeah, it's it's all good. Simping is is welcomed on this podcast. I was simping for uh, Isaac Okoro all night. I love oh, that. Dude. Oh God! <laughs> all right, I got one more for each of you, Maggie. Are you C or D on Josh Okogi? C. Oh, that didn't even have to think about it. No. Uh, as the only person that can play defense on the Timberwolves, I'm, I'm not about to give up on him. He least. did it. That nice steal. Yeah. It was pretty great against Drummond. Uh, it, it, it seems like every time he misses a shot, he makes up for it on the other end, right? I just want that dude to launch it. I don't care if he can't shoot. Just shoot it. Like, uh, I'm dead serious. Like, he needs to get out of his own head and shoot the damn ball. Like, you need to shoot it. If he's left that open, you know, I, I refuse. The guy shot pretty close to 40% in college. And in FIBA, he looked really good. And uh, he's a good free throw shooter. I just kind of refuse to believe that he's as bad as his percentages say if he just started launching the damn thing. It, it, he's in his head, and it How sucks. Only corner threes and cutting a lane. I just don't want him dribbling in on guys that are already at like waiting for him at the basket anymore. That's my thing. And where it's like, no dude. more step backs. No, no step backs. More no we could say that for pretty much everyone on the team, except for <laughs> I mean, literally everyone on the team, actually, except for Malik Beasley. <laughs> no, no, no. Jake Lehman step backs are always <laughs> welcome on this podcast. <laughs> Jake Lehman remembered that he could cut well tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I like you. <laughs> that's why I used to think you were, like, really good. Well, <laughs> it's, actually it's either that or, or it's just that uh, the Cavs are kind of a dumb defensive team. And so he was able to take uh, advantage yeah. of that. They, maybe they're top 10 in defense right now, but somehow they're also the dumbest team in the league on defense. <laughs> it's your boy, Isaac Okoro. It was really it's a really dumb game. They finally found a team that could turn the ball over more than them. I mean, that's what the Wolves <laughs> I got one more C or D for you, and this is for Patrick. This is probably going to spark the most interesting debate. Patrick, are you C or D on Keith Gill, the leader of the GameStop stock movement? <laughs> um, Is he the one that... Okay, Keith Gill is he the one that bet fifty like fifty eight like? Is that deep part? fucking value? No, it's not deep fucking value. This is the guy. Is this the New York Times guy? Yes, this is the New York Times guy. I, I uh, he doesn't seem like a bad person. Um, deep fucking value did. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and so I guess like it's just kind of an interesting rating. Uh, like he expose just how fake everything our entire economy is and so that's good i mean we shouldn't look at them as revolutionaries but they've also ironically accomplished more than occupy wall street which was nothing so it's that <laughs> so we got that going for us i like I, I it's a net positive in that it's a good troll and i'm always there for that <laughs> like and it you know they're fucking over the worst people in the world and that's good so yeah like it was really the most epic troll in in human history. Like, has there ever well, been? At least in, fin in finance, it was. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. And I, uh, just got, I gotta say, I am fucking balls deep on GME right now. To the moon, fucking baby! <laughs> I want to fuck over all these fucking hedge funds until they die. How much Don't did you buy, Dylan? I bought seven thousand dollars in GME at four hundred fifty dollars a share. So you're really hoping that tomorrow the squeeze happens. Or else you're kind of screwed. <laughs> if, I don't fucking care. All of my retirement. Pull the coin on that one. Because it, it, uh, it all depends on who has the stock now. But the, uh, 
what doesn't look good is that Dogecoin is crashing. If that is in, if that's any indication, I got another forty-five grand in Dogecoin, and it's going somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm never selling. I bought it at ten cents. That's I'm never selling it. Yeah, forty-five thousand Dogecoin or forty-five thousand dollars in Dogecoin. Those are two very different things. Dollars in Dogecoin, baby. Be a millionaire right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Did either of you, Maggie or Patrick, get in on any of this stock insanity? Uh, Funny story. Tuesday night, uh, I was talking with one of my friends and I hadn't I did not know what Robin Hood was. And so she was like, hey, it's this and this and that. And I was like, oh, like, that's something I can totally like get in and throw like 500 bucks at something and just let it sit there. And then Wednesday morning happened and I was like, "Mm." (laughs) well, then. shit that's wild probably probably opened a pandora's box so you're welcome everybody (sighs) thank you i was just thinking that i was playing 2k with my brother yesterday and i was the trailblazers and i came back and hit a buzzer beating three with damian lillard and then later that night he hit a buzzer beating three and i was like i think i did this Mm -hmm. yep you did well patrick and maggie thank you so much for coming on do you guys want to plug yourselves yeah, we're the Land of 10,000 Takes podcast. <laughs> Land of 10, takes podcast. You can find us uh, at anything uh, where they um, have their podcast for you to barter of any I don't know. Uh, yeah. Use your ears to listen. You can also follow us at uh, Maggie is, uh, well, uh, I'm Patrick underscore Fenlon on Twitter. And Maggie, you are? I'm 88Mugsy88. It's a funny story. Because when I first signed up for Twitter 10 years ago, I was going to be 8Mugsy8, but apparently somebody already had that. And what? That's so weird. And in doing, I... Why'd you want to do that, Maggie? I fucking love Michael Beasley. Yep, there it is. <laughs> there we go. The better Beasley. We met. Oh, I do miss him. I miss his hair. His hair is perfect right now. Uh... <laughs> what does he look like? You haven't you, seen the photo? You, no, I haven't seen any recent pictures. You've got a yeah, fucking perm, yo. <laughs> yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it's like. Uh, Glozell. I I compared him to Glozell. Imagine half surfer, half like um, uh, who sang um, "Dancing on the Ceiling." Uh, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, like half, like half Lionel Richie and half oh, surfer. Man. That's what it looks wait, like. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! The first song you remembered about Lionel Richie was yes. Dancing on the Ceiling? Yes. Yes, it was, because it's the dumbest music video I've ever seen. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Um, it was a blessing to have you. Follow them on Twitter. They're great follows uh, if you like Timberwolves Twitter um, or, or he- heavy political Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> Tweets will increase when the team gets better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, that was fun. Love Maggie and Patrick. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. They rock. They're great. uh, They're a great Twitter follow. Um, I got an article coming out this week uh, about Gerson Rosas and how good of a job he's done as a Timberwolves GM. The Timberwolves Twitter has given him a lot of hate this week and like i understand why uh, five and 15 does not look like the process is working but trust me it is we just gotta see the product the full product um on display all i gotta see is Jaden mcdaniels baby and i will be like Jaden mcdaniels 49 minutes a game and then i will be completely satisfied what are you writing this week though i have no fucking clue what I'm writing. Is there a game on Wednesday? Maybe I'll do another fucking game recap. I'm sorry, Tim Rules fans, but there's just nothing interesting going on with our franchise. Hopefully, we'll have four games back. this year, so or four games this week, so you should have plenty to write about. Oh, good. Can I actually uh, just say I wrote an article about Malik Beasley that should uh, everyone should read. It's about him being possibly the most improved player most likely not but if the Timberwolves start winning i.e cat comes back and somehow even with cat back malik beasley still somehow gets up 15 shots a game which i doubt but uh he maybe he could be the most improved player who knows there are a lot of improved players this season so we will see
I mean, you got Christian Wood, you got Jalen Brown, you got Colin Sexton, you got Chris Boucher. I mean, it's right now. My article says most likely it's Jalen Brown, maybe with an outside chance at Colin Sexton, I think is what I say. But uh, it's not Christian Wood. I so the reason I don't have Christian Wood is because he he is not winning that many games for his team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how much, also, what, what are the Rockets right now? I think they're like nine and nine, nine and ten, maybe. But uh he's, not, he's never been the best player on the Rockets, is the other thing. Everybody's saying Christian Wood, Jeremy Grant. I get it. I totally get it. What? Fuck Jeremy. I was just Grant. saying Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Jeremy Grant. But um, Christian Wood, I get it. I totally get it. I've been on Christian Wood since. So I saw a preseason game when he used to be on the Bucks, and one of the announcers who was a Bucks announcer mistook Christian Wood for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And that is like the craziest. It's that like at times he looks like Giannis at like very, very, very infrequent time. I'm not saying that he's Giannis, obviously. It was just hilarious that they were mixed up because I actually was like, oh, yeah, they look like they have the same body. So here's what I'll say. The Rockets are nine and nine currently, but they are on a five game winning streak. So they have been on fire since James Harden got his ass out of there. Um, but why Jer- uh, why Christian Wood is not the most improved player for me is because at the end of last season, he was putting up these numbers for the, that like 15 game stretch and so like once he got the opportunity he showed it out so like he didn't really improve he just is showing how he was you know i don't know it just it's not there i 100 agree my most improved player comparison says that christian wood is actually 92.3 percent in winchers per 48 uh he is worse in all of his shooting categories than he was last year so is he playing better? Yes, but that's because he has gone from 21.4 minutes played per game to 33.5. And that is largely what has made him the quote That's a unquote, whole extra quarter. Yeah, better player. He's a better player because he's playing more. Now, granted, does that sometimes end up being the best, uh, the most improved player award winner? Yes. In the NBA, it tends to be the player who plays more minutes, whether or not they are technically improved from these efficiency ratings. But in statistics opinion, Christian Wood is not actually improving in any of these efficiency ratings. So uh, that's why I have Jalen Brown. Like, how crazy is it that Jalen Brown went from not being an all-star to maybe being second team all-NBA this season? Like, that that's something that we maybe have never seen before. Yeah, except maybe maybe Jimmy Butler's most improved season year, but he didn't make all NBA, but there was a maybe for a while. Anyway, uh follow us at on Twitter and Instagram at CND NBA Pod. Um don't follow us on Instagram. We don't post anything on Instagram ever. Uh but but do follow us on Instagram too cuz like we don't post anything so we're not going to clog your f- news feed. Yeah, follow us on Twitter though cuz we're fucking hilarious and you will love us. Um, send us an email at cndmba at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, download, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, do all the podcast shit. Um, we're going to get into some video stuff and some streaming stuff for all of our loving and adoring fans very soon. <laughs> Let's get on Twitch. Tony B, you know what you did. Tony B, please watch us on Twitch whenever we start that. Shouts to Cole Benson. Shouts to Kimbatsu. Shouts to Emily Zier. Shouts to Charlie Sigoko. Shouts to Patrick Fenlin. Shouts to Maggie Schultz. Shouts to Scott Jensen. Shouts to Ben Kinkwala. If you've made it this far in the episode, you're a real loyal-ass fan. You're loyal, royal, and God will rise. So RIP Scorpion Thumb, TSL, that's Toronto South, uh, and the seventh letter. Uh, Dollar sign, Dogecoin.